With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Right, all right. Yo, yo, yo. Coming to you live from Philly. It's the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Yo, yo, yo. As always, Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. And Tony, tons of feedback from our last episode. Yep. As you all know, we tried to save the sport of bowling yeah. from its terrible announcer, Rob Stone. Ugh. And uh, hey, in our Tuesday night bowling league, Everybody was coming up to us, thanking us for putting him in his place. Right, Tony? Yeah, they said it was the single best podcast about the specifics of bowling television coverage that they'd heard in at least the last week or so. Huge praise. Anyway, people, this week we have another sport in crisis. Suddenly... Back in the MVP conversation right now, a man who continues to ruin basketball for everybody, the overgrown toddler known as Steph Curry. What happened to the good old days when the game was played by people who at the very least had gone through puberty? You know, the other night I got confused seeing Steph and these little people running around everywhere. I thought I accidentally turned on the Wizard of Oz or something. Yep. Anyway, we're going to bring on a big man today who unfortunately got swept up in this Warriors nonsense. Number one pick to the Bucks, then an NBA champion with Golden State, the seven foot tall Andrew Bogut. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're going to ask him if he feels like that title he's got is tainted because, yeah, he won a ring, but, you know, he ruined basketball in the process. You know, if I'm him... I would be ashamed to be associated with a team like that that's basically a disgrace to the sport. Yeah, so true. Anyway, we'll get to that. Now, uh, you know, you're probably wondering, hey, Paulie, Tony, it's NFL draft week. Why are you doing NBA? Well, of course you'd say that <laughs> yeah. if you didn't know anything about how the media works. Exactly. This is what they call in the business counter-programming. You yep. know, you see this work all the time, people. You know, back in the day... While all those people were wasting their time watching American Idol, 
Tony and I were watching reruns of According the Gym and Eight Simple Rules. Such terrific counter-programming. Totally worked on us. And now here's more terrific counter-programming, because we're going to get real deep into our top story. Top story. All right, to recap our top story, it just keeps getting worse for the NBA. Steph Curry, who, as you all know, isn't tall enough to board most of the rides at Disneyland, yep. has somehow forced his way into the MVP conversation because he keeps lobbing in three-pointers because he doesn't have the balls or the height to get in the key and try a two-pointer like a basketball player should. And, Tony, this just continues to ruin the game, doesn't it? Of course it does. This is not how basketball was ever meant to be played. It was meant to be played by tall people with some sort of hormone growth disorder. You know, a hyperactive gland or something like that. These players these days with their skills competitions, you know, they should get rid of all of that and just have a good old-fashioned height contest. Then you'd know who the real best players are. You know, Tony, it's just sad, and it it all makes me long for the days when the game used to be exciting, you know, because we all know the best part about basketball was getting to see a tall person attempt a two-pointer from, you know, seven or eight feet away from the basket. That was great. Absolutely. You know, you look back at all the greatest shooters in history. Wilt, Artis Gilmore, Mark Eaton, the great Sean Bradley, and of course, the greatest shooter of all time, 7 foot 7 Manute Bowl, a true marksman. People forget, one season, he shot an incredible 98% from the field. That is a mind-blowing but also totally believable stat right there. And, you know, up top, we said this isn't how basketball is supposed to be played. But, you know, frankly, this isn't how the human race is supposed to be played. You know, tall people have dominated since the dawn of time, haven't they, Tony? Absolutely right, Paulie. Just look at presidents, too. Number one tallest all time, Abraham Lincoln. Totally dominated elections. The only way you could bring him down was by shooting him. You know, on that note, uh, you know what our cousin Vinny Lips told me? He said that uh, Wilkes Booth guy didn't actually mean to shoot Lincoln. It was that uh, Lincoln was so tall that he got in the way of whatever Booth was shooting at. Wow. You know, if Vinny Lips said it, it's got to be true. You know... Another sidebar here, you know, why we're talking about all these uh, tiny basketball players. This reminds me of why I always had a problem with that movie Teen Wolf. Remember that one? Michael J. Fox? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like 4'11", and yet at the end of the movie, he plays in a basketball game and drops like 40 points against a team of full-size people. You know, for me, that was harder to believe than the parts where he turned into a wolf and everyone at his high school was, you know, kind of okay with it. I don't know about all of you out there, but if a kid came to my school one day and overnight he had transformed into a wolf, I'd drive a wooden stake through his heart. You'd have to. I mean, at the very least, you'd have to call animal control or something. I definitely wouldn't play basketball against him. Well, on that note, you know who I have no problem playing basketball against? Steph Curry. Yeah, you'd kick his ass. Totally. By the way, you notice how we're, uh, Six, seven minutes into the show, and it's going terrific, and we haven't once mentioned the NFL draft. 
Wow. I didn't even notice. Did you? No. But uh, you know what I've been thinking about, Tony? Remember that show uh, we used to watch uh, during Seinfeld? Of course. Diagnosis murder. Dick Van Dyke in a career-defining role. Another great example of counter-programming. Yeah, counter-programming. Anyway, on that note... We just programming you. Anyway, on that note, uh, let's keep talking basketball here because I see our guests coming on the line. So let's get them on the Fusco Satellite Network. Fusco Satellite Network. All right, our guest today... You know, one of the great centers in two-point shooters the last 20 years, Naismith College Player of the Year at Utah, number one overall pick, 2005 to the Bucks, was just tremendous. Then, of course, he goes to the Warriors, and, well, you know the story takes a turn for the worse there. We'll get into that with them. But first, Andrew Bogut, welcome to the show. Ernie, Paulie, how are you going? Ah, doing well, thank you. Yeah, you know, before we get into the Warriors' rigmarole there, uh, Nobody's probably ever asked you this before, but uh, how the hell does an Australian become a basketball player? When you told your parents you wanted to play basketball, weren't they like, uh, you know, what the fuck is basketball? I just got on a wrong flight one day and ended up at the University of Utah. So, yeah, one of those things. Uh, maybe it's the accent or something, but I have no idea what you just said. Something yeah. about uh, the University of Utah or something. Anyway, Tony has uh, something on that subject yeah. for you. The, the great 76er right now, he's the best player in the NBA, Ben Simmons. He grew up in Australia, but when you hear him talk, he doesn't sound anything like you. He sounds like he grew up in Ohio. Do you ever consider trying to talk like a normal NBA player, you know, so that your teammates maybe, do you wish that you would have done that so they could understand you better? Oh, you're right there. I, I definitely had some uh, issues with people understanding what the hell I was talking about, media, and, but that, that's a good thing because I could sometimes get some things out, get some abuse out, and no one had any idea what the hell I was saying. Tony, are uh, you getting a word of this? I, I can't understand a thing. Nope. Yeah, there's, there's, there's pros and cons of the old accent, kind of like you, you guys with your accent. I mean, that, that sounds like absolute rubbish. Um, Excuse oh, me? You know. What? Rubbish? What? What? Yes. Garbage. Oh. French for garbage. Oh, you want to come uh, at here us? We go. We're getting off. You know, I got to be honest. We're We've been doing off. this interview two minutes. I haven't understood a fucking word you've said so far. There you go. Yeah. You know, I I know what's going on here. What you're doing, Bogut, is you're trying to s- distract the conversation. Yeah, you're trying to deflect. That's that's not good. No. So let's get to the meat of why you brought why we brought you here. Look. We're going to be a little sensitive toward you because I'm sure it was a tough break for you. You were a number one big man in Milwaukee, right? Yep. Averaging 16 a game. Then you go to Golden State and they cut your points in half, even a third. Didn't you look around and think, hey, I'm seven feet tall. What the fuck's going on here? They keep passing the ball to that little person in the corner. Yeah, it was a little frustrating at times. Um, but at the end of the day, I had a nice piece of jewelry sitting on my finger at the end of that journey. So it all kind of worked out for the good. Yeah, but... Didn't you feel like the odd man out? Because we looked this up. Your career three-point percentage was 12%. You were like three for 25, which is not good. Did Steph and the other guys, you know, like Clay, did they laugh at you whenever you took a three? Oh, everyone laughed at me when I took a three. Thankfully, some of them were from beyond the half-court line, so uh, the odds were always against me, but definitely not a strength of mine. In college it was, though. Three-point shot was uh, was working back then, but somehow it got lost along the journey. 
I heard that's why Rick Majerus retired early because he was having heartburn from all the three pointers you were taking. <laughs> you might be right. You might be right. But, you know, you talk about that ring you have. Don't you think it's a little tainted because, yeah, you won a championship, but, you know, the Warriors and you you ruined basketball as we know it with all this three-point shooting shit. Doesn't that kind of take it down a peg for you? A little bit. Almost ruined the big man. They ruined, ruined guys like myself. So yeah, exactly. A little exactly. bit But, you know, sometimes you got to take the, 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 the cons with the pros and at the end of the day I got out just in time. You know, the demise of the big man is there and, you guys have Joel Embiid in Philly, though, so you never know. That could work out well. Uh, what do you mean? It is working. And yeah. that's because Joel Embiid said to his teammates, he said, I'm seven feet tall. You're going to do what I say. Why don't you say that to Steph? Yeah, like, listen, you little fuck. Give me the ball. Why don't you say that? I said something along those lines, but um, all I got in response was, was laughs and finger points. So I kind of, I kind of figured the, the deafening silence after I mentioned that was enough for me to move on from that. Oh, so were they? Were, they, were you scared of them? What, 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 you scared of the little people there? A little bit. You know, those little people, they can kick you in the ankles. You know, it, it hurts like hell, so you got to be careful. But, yeah, I, I figured that um, the guys making the big bucks would probably put me on a plane and send me out to Oklahoma City or Detroit or something if I'm not careful. So I had to oh. try to keep my mouth shut a little bit. Or Philly, for that matter. I mean, imagine Philly back then. It was, it was a horrible time in... Uh, in sports. Remember the, the old tank that you guys rode for about five straight years? Uh, well, you know, uh, we, we trust the gonna, process. That's what we did. Yeah, we trusted we would, the we process. We trusted the two. It was called shooting the two. Yep. Sticking, that was what the process was, you know, yep. sticking with the fundamentals instead of ruining the game. Well, you but, you know, we're hitting losing, on something you here. You guys made losing look very good. I'll, I will give you that. Oh, oh we sorry, go. we couldn't, sorry, we couldn't, you know, technically cheat ourselves to a championship like you did, you know, yep. riding the coattails of the small people. Yep. You know, you, you were hitting on something there. Do you think that Steph Curry, Steve Kerr, don't you think they're prejudiced against tall people like you because they're so short? Yeah, they had a, uh, like, it's like they had a Napoleon Dynamite complex where it makes them feel inferior to be around someone so big who could crush them like a mosquito. You know, don't you think that's what it was with Curry and Steve Kerr? Maybe they were sizest. I mean, yeah, I think that's why. I think that's why Steph learned to shoot the ball so well. He was just so scared to come into the paint, you know, against, against big guys like myself. So he just figured out, figured out a way to manipulate the game, and it's just it needs to be stopped. I think as a society, we need to stand up and and stop victim shaming big guys. And I mean, guys like yep. Steph Curry just they, they should not be allowed to shoot the ball from the distance they are. Now, now we're talking. This, now you're making yeah, good making sense. sense. You know, don't you think you're not giving enough credit? Because, you know, Steph and Clay, they were able to hit those shots from far back because nobody wanted to go face a seven-footer under the rim. Don't you think you should get, you know, for all those threes, like one and a half points, you should get credited for all yeah. those three-pointers? Oh, we should get something. I mean, the math's just not right. I mean, the hard work that we, uh, we put forward. You know, we're the ones getting hit in there and scratched, and these pretty boys are just shooting threes out there, you know, five or six steps behind the line. It's just, it's very frustrating, and it's just something that needs to change. Wow. This Which, is getting deep, Tony. Yeah, good exactly. journalism on our part. Exactly. Though. Exactly. You know, also, you averaged about nine, 10 rebounds a game. Did Steph ever have the class to say, hey, Andrew, 
thank you for getting those rebounds because I'm so little, I could never have any hope of touching the ball unless you went up and got it for me. So thank you. Did he ever do anything like that? And thank you. Not even a cake. I mean, it's a cold world in the oh. NBA. I would have expected some sort of some sort of cake or a handshake or a high five, but um, you know, it just was expected. You know, which was kind of a little oh. bit disappointing. It's a sad. Sad story. You know, but that, that gets to it. That we're going to get on something that might be a little too sensitive for you, but uh, let's go back to it because we have to talk about it. All right, so 2015, you win the title with the Warriors. You carry them. Yep. 2016, 73-win season. You get to the finals versus the Cavs. You get injured in game five. That changes the whole series. We know the rest. The Warriors lose big time. Don't you think that proved that you were the centerpiece of the organization. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, it's clear as day, as, as you two very smart guys know. Um, clear as day, it's on paper, and I think if I would have you know, been healthy in those games, we win both games by 50. Yep. And did you mention that to Steph? Didn't you say, like, you know, now you see how important I am, how useless you are? Did you say that to him? I think it was something that was just unspoken. I think, you, you know, they realized after the series was over, as we passed ourselves in the hallway, I could just tell in his eyes that he wanted to say it, but he was, he was a little bit scared, so as he said, but the big man, little man thing. So we, we kind of knew that it was just an unspoken respect. Oh. Yeah, and after that, you got traded. Did Steph have you traded, or did you tell your agent, get me away from these a-holes? Yeah, I wanted out because it just wasn't, you know, I wasn't respected there. Like you said, they, they wouldn't let me shoot threes. They wouldn't let me be me. They, they wouldn't buy me a cake for getting rebounds. So I thought it was just time to move on. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Serious question. Did you ever accidentally step on Steph? Like, were you walking down the hallway and you heard a noise and you were like, what was that? And was he down there like, ah, did that ever happen? Unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. I would have liked to have done it a few times. Um, you know, Steph gets this persona is such a good guy and he's always, always um, fun to be around. But, you know, he was, he was, Cracking those whips behind the scenes and, and, and overworking all of us just, just so he could shoot those three. Yep, so it, was, bully. It, was, it was hard. It was really hard. So, all right. All right. So, we're going to give you an opportunity right now. You say it right here. This will help cleanse the air for you. Okay. You say, repeat after me. You say, I hate Steph Curry for ruining the NBA, and I hereby do solemnly swear to renounce the championship that I helped him win. Go ahead. Say it. Well, I'm not as smart as you two guys. It's a very long sentence to remember. So, how about Oh, no. I'm kind of talking your way out of it. Yeah. You know what? Can I say something to you? You're a little bit of a P word. You know what I'm saying? You're a little uh, little scared. You're scared of short people. I'm just more shocked that you guys were able to put two sentences together. Oh. Guess what, Bogut? Yep. This interview? This interview is bogus because you're so terrible. We're kicking your ass out the show. Just like Steph Curry sent you to the Mavs, we're sending you to the dial tone. Bye. You guys are just a bunch of absolute idiots. Jay, get him off the line. Unbelievable. Is he off the line? You know, now I know why Steph Curry kicked his tall ass to the curb because that was 10, 11 minutes. Can you imagine 82 games with that? I'd blow my brains out. By the way, Tony, you know that I was distracted during that interview because I couldn't stop thinking about one thing. You know what it was? Crocodile Dundee. Exactly. You know, one of the all-time great trilogies. Crocodile Dundee 3. 
the best by far. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, staying on this subject, because today we're going to do in the business what they call targeted advertising. You'll see, we're thinking ahead here because we know right now there's naturally going to be a lot of Australians listening to this episode. So that's why we're going to do an ad for a great Australian company, Outback Steakhouse. People, you really still only eating uh, Mexican food, Chinese food? Come on, expand your horizons a little. You got to try Australian food. Now, Honestly, at first, I was a little skeptical about eating at Outback. You know, I figured they'd serve me dead kangaroo or something. But nope, I was pleasantly surprised to learn no kangaroo on the menu. And Tony, you recently had a terrific experience at an Outback Steakhouse, didn't you? Yeah. This girl I kind of been seeing off and on, Abalonia, said she wanted us to plan a trip together to visit Australia. And I said, why bother going all the way there when we got a perfectly good place just 27 minutes away up the interstate? So we hopped in my car and went to Outback. And boy, did we have a terrific feast on so many traditional, authentic Australian delicacies. Bloomin' onions, salads with ranch dressing and croutons, steak, And for dessert, the Cous de Gras New York Cheesecake made by real Australians. And when we finished, Abalonia said, this was way better than a trip to Australia. And I said, don't worry, sweetheart, you're still gonna get to go down under, if you know what I mean. What a wonderful story and a tribute to the high-quality dining experience you'll have at Outback Steakhouse. Now, to be clear, Outback Steakhouse hasn't, uh, you know, officially sponsored our show, but uh, come on, after that, you know, uh, we're going to be hearing from them. Oh, yeah, they're going to be sending us a huge check. Great business move by us, Tony, and hey, look at the time. Uh, Show's about to be over, so uh, hey, we're not going to... Not over, not over. Oh, here we go again. The worst voice in podcast, Producer Jay. Producer Jay, what? Tony, in the interview with Andrew Bogut, you referred to a Napoleon Dynamite complex. Yep. It's actually called the Napoleon Complex. It's named after the French emperor, not the character from the movie. Yeah? Well, I'm going to take a stick of dynamite and shove it up your ass. You want to talk complexes? I'm going to go to your apartment complex and suffocate you with a pillow while you sleep. Yeah, no more. Tony, second one. What? You also claim that Manupal shot 98% from the field one season. Yup. You never came close to that. He usually averaged barely 40% from the field. In his best season, he shot 60% from the field. But that was because he only attempted 10 shots all season and made six. Oh, Yeah. Well, I regret the day your parents made six with each other and conceived you. Yeah, you should go make six with yourself because no woman will ever want to do that with you. Yeah, no more. We're done. Enough with the corrections. What? Both of you. You keep acting like Steph Curry is some little person. He is. He's six foot three. He's taller than both of you. I mean, I've seen your driver's licenses. You both are 5'11". 
I'm going to be doing five to 11 years for murdering you. You know, you're just upset because you have a little person living in your pants. Yeah. You know, someone has to care about accuracy on this show. Oh, don't worry. We'll care about accuracy when we throw this microphone at your head. Yeah, we'll be right on target. Don't worry. That's a reminder, people. Send in your resumes, Paulie and Tony Fusco Show at gmail.com. We got thousands of them to sort through. We're going to get to that, but uh, uh-oh. Right now, we got breaking news, people. Yeah, Booked on the show next week. It's official Super Bowl legend, Eagles hero, Nick Foles wow. will be joining us. Big, Huge. big. Uh, you know, in the meantime, we're not going to thank uh, Andrew Bogut. Oh, I Andrew mean, Bogus. Uh, yeah. I also want to apologize to the great Paul Hogan for bringing on such a poor representation of Australia on our show. We just want to also say good day to all our Australian listeners. There you go. Anyway, great job as always, Tony. Same to you, Paulie. Another flawless show. There you go. We'll see you people next week. Bye. See ya.